This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening. You are with Lee Tree Lin and Sharad Kutin. Tonight, have you ever felt like you can't keep up with a rapidly changing world? And this could be anything really. New technology, new phrases or words, new ethics or etiquette, or even new places to hang out. For many of us, it often feels like we're just about catching up with what's next on uh, the block. So that's what we're talking about today and we want to hear from you. Have you ever felt left behind by the world or do you always try to keep up to date? That number to call double seven double three two nine hundred. Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. It is 6.08. Um, So, okay, today's inside story is not really tied to the news. We don't often do this. Usually it's tied in some way or form to the news. I could tell you that the most tenuous link here is Padu. And the fact that the Padu registration has people constantly asking, well, what about people who aren't tech savvy? And that question, what about people who aren't tech savvy, is one that is said, Anytime we talk about digitization or moving towards a digital era, and I was just thinking about how for many of us at different points, and it doesn't have to be when you're older, it can happen really anytime, there is a tipping point at which you realize, oh, I don't know how to do this thing that's really common or really expected in in this modern era. I've been left behind. And I thought that that was an interesting feeling to talk about. Yeah, this, though, I mean, I must say, as somebody who's older, uh, not only have I experienced it, I have also seen uh, people older than myself experience. I remember my father uh, just not wanting to deal with the answering machine uh, that I had bought for the house. And, you know, and I wondered why. I mean, it didn't seem like a particularly difficult piece of um, electronics to deal with, but there it was, right? And But there's also this other thing, this feeling of being left behind might come when you move into a very different milieu, right? A social milieu, a cultural milieu, where the people uh, who exist in that space are so different from you and their yeah. life experiences such. And if you want to fit in, then you're going to have to do a lot of catching up and it's going to feel like running on the spot almost. Yeah, so the the most obvious thing I think is is tech. But like you're alluding to, there can be so many softer things. There, there can just be um, being in a space and suddenly realizing, oh, I, I didn't know this thing that everybody else seems to know. Um, I I admit that I was thinking about it, like I said, primarily because of um, Padu. We've also done a show recently about e-wallets and payments. And, and I was just thinking about how at the beginning of all of these conversations, not so much Padu, but with e-wallets, I was really resistant. And, and I'm not um, middle-aged yet, per se, you know, I but I was really, really resistant to it. I just thought that nothing would get me off of cash and card. There was nothing I could imagine, you know, the, the whole notion of scanning a QR just felt not abhorrent, <laughs> it's a strong word, um, but it just didn't feel like something that I would ever do comfortably. And now, three years on, or, or maybe more than that, um, from people making that big push, I find it very easy. I do, however, see every time I pay and I'm standing in line, people who still find it difficult or people who refuse to do it. And I'm always interested in that feeling either of 
So that feeling of I've been left behind, what does it come with? Does it come with and I don't want to catch up? Or does it come with um, and I can't be bothered to because you know what, it, it doesn't really matter? What is that feeling, you know? Yeah, so the the ability for you to retreat into the world that you're comfortable with, right? Uh, for instance, with cash uh, or just even the credit card is an interesting one. I recently was at the bub and found that I had no cash in my wallet and then I couldn't scan the QR code because I didn't have the right e-wallet. Did you end up doing a bank transfer? I did, yes. but you know what I did? Before that, I sat down and I downloaded one of the... Um, e-wallets that was in sync with the barber. And so while I waited, but only to find out that I, there was a three-day waiting period for, I don't know, some super security thing. But anyway, the point was, I, you know, I and I always find this about myself, I, I will resist until I cannot resist anymore because the world has moved on. This is Tech, it's one thing, but it's actually more difficult and more, I think, distressing for some people when it's not about tech, but it's got to do with, say, etiquette and ethics, when you find that you are a different values oh, plane from other people. Actually, um, this reminds me of all the times in which people say, what, you can't tell a joke anymore? And that, that exact sentiment, right, you can apply it to so many different jokes because the, the fact of the matter is humour, some of it is just humour changing, um, but often it has to do with the target of the humour, right? That, that it used to be acceptable to say certain things about groups of people and now it simply is not. Um, and it can feel, especially if you frequently hang out in a group of people you've known for a long time, or if you only have friends who are your age, primarily your age, it's a real culture shock, I think. And, and it's a real realisation of, oh, I see the world has changed when you speak to somebody different. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like most of us, we don't necessarily change our friends uh, too often. But you might find that if you change jobs, you are now working in an organisation where the demographic is so different from yours. It could be that you're a young person working with much older people or an older person working with much younger people or people from a different space, a different part of the country, for instance, might also have cultural values, a sense of what is acceptable, unacceptable, that makes you feel like you're out of place or left behind, that somehow, uh, you know, they think so different from you, differently from you, and that some, uh, and that there's a um, pressure on yourself to change. So we're talking about a, a complicated feeling today, um, that question of what it means to feel like the world has, has left you behind a little bit, like you're trying to catch up with something. It can be um, social, it can be tech, it can be ethics, it's just all sorts of things. And we're asking you, do you identify with this feeling? Have you ever felt like you were left behind? Um, or are you somebody who generally prides yourself on keeping as up to date as possible? And what drives that? Uh, let us know. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. Breathe freely, Malaysians. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. It is 6.15 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod. And today we're talking about being left behind as the world spins on. <laughs> and that can be any number of things. The world changes in so many different ways. Tech is the most obvious, but of course, there's society, there's etiquette, there's... Um, 
what else? Places that you just never heard of. Humor. Humor. Yeah, there, there's so many different things. So um, we're discussing that feeling and we're trying to ask you, um, I guess, a, a question about that. Have you ever felt left behind by the world? Or generally speaking, are you someone who prides yourself on keeping up to date? That number to call, please call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. 2900 You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, we have, okay, Siemens has a cultural one. Uh, is it cultural societal? Um, saying pronouns are tricky nowadays. I usually use they, them to be on the safe side. Yeah, Siemens is very interesting that you, you know, have considered this. I don't think that's very um, dominant. I don't think it's the dominant uh, default position today in Malaysia. It might become in, in, in the near future, but we already see that pronouns are part of the conversation. People are having that. We're often asked on social media uh, to uh, describe our personal pronouns, right? And something that my generation didn't have to do, meaning when I was an adult, a young adult, I didn't have to do that. So um, the day them is dif- as difficult for many of us who think of it as a point of grammar okay. Okay. So rather here's than a concession the thing. to somebody's identity. This is what I'll say. Um, I also, like you, Siemens, um, if I'm not sure, I say they, them. Um, I, I admit that if it's a, a name, that I think is recognizably kind of um, male-female, especially in... I might behave differently, I think, if I were in another country. In the Malaysian context, I do still tend to default. I I, I make some assumptions. Um, But if I'm not sure, I will say they, them. Um, And Sherrod Kutten has corrected me, or rather said, oh, oh, are you referring to a group, a gang (laughs) of people? And I understand. um, If you're a stickler for grammar, it can be a tricky one. Yeah. So if you're a stickler for grammar... If you're if you're sensitive to issues of a personal identity, then you know I, I can see why you'd want to concede that some people want to describe themselves in particular ways, and that there's no harm in agreeing to that. I mean, rules of grammar aside, <laughs> being sensitive uh, and being empathetic, I think, is probably one of the greatest things that happened with with general popular culture. Uh, as much as I am from from a different generation where, yeah, you know, we all kind of had thick skin and or didn't, uh, and, you know, either were traumatized or just grew thicker skin and calluses around our hearts, uh, you know. But, it's, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with being empathetic uh, and thinking about the other person's feelings, especially when it comes to do, uh, when it has to do with identity. Uh, we have this from Mizi who says, yes, I felt disconnected from society when I took a one-year sabbatical from work to start a family. When I eventually got back into the workforce, I had to do a lot of catching up. However, now that I'm a regular listener of BFM, I'm updated without having to surf the net all the time, nor do I have to mess around with social media, cutting out a lot of toxicity. Well, well, Mizi, uh, very interesting, right, that... uh that in fact the media sometimes provides you those services and catching up. I working here, uh, back here in BFM, you know, I'm constantly having to catch up with technology, with the latest words, with the the ethics, and you know, you're I doing do, fine on the ethics. I do, I do, I I think I do, but I do get called out sometimes for uh, using words that 
in my day were fine, they're just purely descriptive, but today would be considered trigger words. And so, you know, uh, that's, but that's good. I mean, I actually don't mind learning. I, I don't have anxieties about, uh, you know, constantly needing to learn. Uh, I'm interested, Mizi, in your point about um, sabbatical from work to start a family, because I think that actually we were describing different situations that people might feel. And um, what I'm not a parent, but I, I'm surrounded by many of them. And um, I've observed this time and time again. Firstly, that hunger for adult conversation <laughs> that can come about um, after you've been, you know, deep in the baby haze or, or deep in the in the parental leave, you know, section of your life. Um, but the other thing is, it does make a lot of sense. I actually think that sometimes um, being... Uh, sometimes actually different phases of your life causes this disconnect in general because um, I've I've heard it said of people who where all their friends have babies and they don't and suddenly what are you all talking about I've I've never heard of these things you know these are these are um, deep concerns for parents right what they're going to feed their children um, you know what they're going to buy for their children the different programs available to them all these things and to someone who's not a parent it's very external um, on the other hand if you have a parent kind of returning from deep inside you know diapers and and breastfeeding and all the rest of it it can also that that disconnect is that disconnect very interesting yeah so the stepping away which is i think the larger issue here right the stepping away does in fact provide uh you know or create the opportunities for you to 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 kind of lag behind those developments, right? And I always, I wonder, because they, they, I think there's a part of me, and I see in some of my friends as well, uh, a desire to kind of step away from work or to just, you know, chill out for a couple of years and, you know, free your mind. But it also means, uh, it also means you're not up on the latest, right? And often, people speak about the latest. Their, their references are what's in the news, uh, the latest controversy, what's in popular culture. So what does stepping away mean except to go into kind of voluntary exile from the contemporary and then suddenly finding yourself well, uh, f- far behind? Well, I think that there's something to be said about the role that the internet and social media plays in this because um, I, I think that... So let's talk about TikTok, actually, because... TikTok was the official point at which I realized that social media was moving ahead without me. I'm not on TikTok. Um, Actually, a number of the the newer ones that popped up, particularly around the pandemic, um, I recognize them. I I get what they are. I understand their function. Um, But I just couldn't be bothered to learn. And I think as a result of that, I miss out on some conversations in corners of the internet. I don't mind. Eventually, they make their way over to to where I live. Um, But I'm sometimes uh, a couple of days to a week behind and and in internet terms that's a lifetime yeah uh tiktok i i did dabble uh i think i have two videos up please don't <laughs> please don't look at them please need, now, now you said it yeah now that i said it but you know i i did it only to learn something about it and then like you lynn i felt mm, maybe no need la. so we have a caller with us we've got a renee renee good evening uh what are your thoughts Hi, good evening. I'm listening to your talk just now. But then since I'm continuing my study um, in business last two years, I feel that it has moved a lot. I mean, I've been out of university for uh, more than 15 years. So when coming back to education line, so I think that um, I have this FOMO kind of thing. When you feel like you fear of missing out, you're like, wow, the world has moved so fast and then yet you don't 
move together. But during the two years uh, learning period and during my master's, I think I catch up. <laughs> Basically, I learn a lot. Um, half of the class is half my age, so there's a need for me to, you know, uh, be agile and live in the current, you know, uh, of the especially technology. And I feel quite uh, fortunate that I'm I'm in the same sphere or the space that they are discussing. Uh, so I feel that because I have children too, so I kind of learn their lingo in order for me to adapt. You know, um, uh, basically, uh, when you you fear uh, that you miss out something, so you you learn, so your mental become more agile. That's just my view. Thank you. Renee, sorry, before we let you go, I'm curious, um, you know, how you're keeping up with the tech. Are you kind of looking at what's out there? Are you reading about it? Are you downloading apps? You know, what's the effort yeah. that's going into yeah. that? Mm. Uh, the first step is to to know what's going on, especially on TikTok. So when you when you know what, what is going on on TikTok, so you understand the lingo, then you then you can converse with your like, younger generation because they, 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 they have a different different approach, I mean, what, what they like. And and to us, it's like Facebook is already demanding to us. But to them, they, they just like one-minute video. So then I understand why they are, they have a short span of uh, attention span. From uh, they, they cannot finish uh, reading like 200 pages book. So I understand where they come from. You know, Rita, I'm going to ask you this. You seem to have such a positive attitude about uh, change. Do yes. is that something that's shared by people of your generation, or do you are you the outlier? Are you the one person in your group who embraces change? Uh, I yeah. When I was in uni, like maybe 20 years ago, I I cannot ha- I I cannot uh, live without my handphone. People will say. Uh, she could not, you know, Rain could not live a day without the handphone, but it was 20, 30 years ago. But I, I always have, like, no part in me. You know, I like to know what's the latest trends, what's the fashion trend, what is going on. I'm just a person who embrace, you know, embrace technology. And then uh, it's shared by my mom, who is, who is an engineer. So you know how engineer minds work. They like complicated things. So I need to explain to her. She's in the 60s, almost 70 this year. So I need to explain to her what's this, what's this, you know. He, she was, oh, how do I scan my QR code, you know, that kind of, um, how, I, how can I pay with my QR code, how can I transfer? So at seven, 67 years old, she is still learning. And what is my excuse at 40? So I always say, if she can do it, why can't I? <laughs> then my kids understand me uh, with my lingo then I will follow them on TikTok and I understand what they see on TikTok because as a generation I would not blame them because we should embrace technology and then we should have a boundary okay you could because sometimes you fear of the unknown right you, you don't mm-hmm. know that then you fear like what, what is this fear about and so I say okay, okay what do you see on TikTok what's your you follow who 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 and then I say oh okay this is about economy this is about other countries they know more about other countries than I know at their age so in a way I I model them in order for them to embrace the technology I send them to fintech classes so I also uh, understand fintech I have few accounts in fintech so kind of sharing the information not not like avoiding it you know Avoiding is the easiest strategy, but embracing is taking a step forward. Wonderful. Rini, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. I, I think that is 
you you got it, Sharad. It's a very, very positive message about keeping up to date and why, why the benefits of it. Yeah, you know, the problem is I know so many grumpy, grumpy, <laughs> curmudgeon-like individuals who, you know, really at, you know, what is uh, uh, my friends all in their 50s, you know, we don't need to be so resistant to change. I mean, um, but uh, many of us are. And there's no way of arguing you, you arguing that person out of that position because it's a feeling, you see. I, you know, but I was thinking about the, the personality thing. Um, so I grew up, I, I was never very excited by new tech and I was also never very excited by new music. Um, I, I grew up on very old music for, for when I was um, alive. So I was listening to the Beatles and Elvis. That's what I grew up on. Um, and so similarly, I think because of that, my interest, because Reen said trends and I was thinking about how my my fashion and my, my thinking about aesthetics was very influenced by the 60s and 70s because that's the music I was listening to. And so I'm wondering whether in some ways I was raised to always be a little bit behind on tech. If I mean, if you think about your childhood in those terms. Yeah, you're kind of uh, an old soul, is it? Uh, but, you know, but needlessly so. Yeah, maybe. Well, okay. well there's something like me. I mean, I don't, maybe it's because I don't listen to music all the time. I do find myself out of step with the latest. It's like, I will still think, you know, oh, Britney you know, Britney Spears is like the <laughs> you latest. Even say her name. Yeah, I know I couldn't say her name, but because she was at the tail end of my interest in popular music. But you know, I, I do. I do say um, I, I love Renee's um, attitude. It's just about the right attitude to have. We're talking today about feeling like the world has left you behind. Because let's face it, the world changes so quickly all the time. Um, let us know. Have you had that feeling of being left behind by a world that's changing rapidly? Or are you someone who always tries to keep up to date? That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note, 018-789-8899. Same number for WhatsApp and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. It is 6.38 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod. We're talking today about how the world changes and people get left behind. And this can be in any number of ways. I, I think um, we've been saying over and over the most immediate thing that comes to mind for a lot of people, I think, is tech. Um, and we want to hear about that. But we also want to talk about how etiquette changes, social mores change. Um, you know, it's just... Society changes. And have you ever felt like you were left behind by the world? At what point did that happen for you? Or are you someone who always tries to keep up to date? We want to hear from you. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. You could send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. You can also tweet us at BFM Radio. Let's start actually with a voice note that came in. This is from Bing. Missing out? Well, just make sure you have a teenager in the house. It could be your own kid, or it could be your nephew or nieces, or someone young in the group. Uh, hear them out and see what they have uh, been doing. Or if it's anything to do with social media, it's going to be these fellas. And anyhow, getting new information fast enough is these guys are fellas. So I actually learn from my kid. Alright, so I'm not a TikTok user, but I have an account. But from there, wow, you you really see uh, a world of difference when it comes to a collation of information, uh, the way of even how to put up a video, they, you can actually coordinate, you know, uh, how you do a video there together with CapCut. 
uh, then there's also the Chinese Xiaobaidu uh, is also very useful you know so the tools that they have in there is super so listen to the young ones lah, and you figure out something and no point listening to your Gen X's your Gen Y's your Millennials go right down to the teenagers right now my 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 it's a world of difference thanks for that Bing I mean I, I think um, as has always been the case in terms of being on the cutting edge um, or being the first to hear teenagers frequently are the ones in every generation yeah, that's so annoying. So you know, I, you, know, I, <laughs> you were yeah, a teenager yeah. once. I was, and I remember once my cousin turned up at a Christmas party with bell bottoms, and I can tell you the howls of you know uh, of I don't know if it's kind of fashion regret. Uh, you know the 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 idea. I mean, so somebody seeming out of place. You know, but I now feel like that cousin who walks in the room sometimes wearing the bell bottoms and and wondering why everybody's staring at me. Okay, so actually this is something I wanted to talk about um, in relation to what you were saying, Bing, because I actually think, look, the truth is that it's not as if older people aren't on social media. They are. Um, lots of people are. I'm very interested though, um, I, I don't mean to sound like someone observing ants in an ant farm. I'm very, <laughs> I, I'm very interested though in the mindset of people who are unused to social media and encountering it for the first time. Because I think it's really huge um, in the sense that if you, if you grew up on the internet, as I did to a certain degree, um, then there are certain ways of operating or... Um, Social cues are different online, for example, um, that are second nature to you. you. You recognize them for what they are. But if you're somebody who is, um, let's say, in your 60s and you're joining Instagram or TikTok or, or Twitter, for that matter, for the first time, the sheer deluge of information is one thing. Um, the social ways in which you can operate, I, I've seen in comment sections, for example, people asking questions and then um, younger people. I assume younger uh, folks pouncing all over them, saying it's an inappropriate question, that's an inappropriate remark. Um, but actually, in you know, in in life, if you met this sixty-five-year-old person, you would never say that to them. You would just answer the question. Um, but online, it's it's deemed as you know um, not done. And and I think that there's a lot to be said about you know what it means to be popular or viral or have followers and and how that that's different for somebody unused to it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mean to kind of ignore you, Bing, when you talked about learning from teenagers. I do think teenagers... <laughs> you went off on a bell bottom. <laughs> the tangent. Uh, but, you know, the, the teens, yeah, are the, the cusp of this new thing, right? They're the, they're the front line of the, of the new technologies, the new etiquette, the new language. Uh, and for sure, if you want to kind of jump straight there, uh, they are the people to go to. Um I, I I have always felt that I was one of those generations that was on the cusp of things, right? So I, I went from the analog into the digital while I was at university. I saw that transition. And in some ways, I kind of had my foot in both worlds, and I kind of understand it. I understand uh, the discomfiture of uh, people who can't deal with the new gender ethics, for instance. Uh, and I, I find as, as, a, as a man... Oh, the new sexual politics. The, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I speak to a lot of you know cisgendered, straight males, whatever... 
you like to call them and say to them, you know, well, you, I don't know. You just have to recognize that the world has changed, especially in the workspace, right? And so it, 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 you can't dig your heels in and uh, dream of, uh, you know, the old workplace. It just doesn't exist anymore except in some, you know, male-dominated boardrooms, I guess. But, you know, and and and... and so long farewell to you know bad rubbish i mean those board mail you know uh uh field uh, boardrooms are never great so if we kind of pivot to talking about TikTok, which was something that um, that being mentioned, we have um, Shamil who says, I used to have that FOMO feeling, but no more these days. I have still not yet succumbed to peer pressure to install TikTok. I know I miss a lot, trends, etc. by not being there, but nah, I'll survive. Uh, CC, meanwhile, says, I realised I was no longer... In the, I was no longer the in generation when I watched TikTok videos through Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you know, Shamil, Sisi, things are moving too fast. For, for really, it used to be the, the trend, you know, you gave it a couple of years. I mean, okay, maybe not the hula hoop, maybe not the... Yes, there was actually, you know, like a trend. The people, hula hoop was a trend? Yes, people... You know, I don't know what you do. You dance a hula hoop or you get no, into no, a hula hoop. I can hula hoop, but I just didn't know that it, it was, was a trend. trend. Yeah, in the 70s, there were, were trends right. like the bell bottom, you know, that lasted a couple of years. It's just that things have shrunk so quickly. So you say you watch TikTok through Instagram. I mean, both of them seem to be like the future for for a number of people who would think that Instagram itself is the bee's knees. And so things move very quickly and that's part of the problem. Keep those thoughts coming. We're talking today about either trying to keep up with things or feeling left behind. Could be tech, could be society, could be really anything at all, could be culture. Um, let us know. Have you ever felt left behind by a world that's moving too quickly? Um, or do you always try to keep up to date? And what does that look like for you? You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Baba from Malacca, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 6.48, you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod, and it is, um, it's, I hope, I mean, I think it's a fun topic today, it's proven to be, um, we're talking about keeping up or falling behind. Um, it can be anything, it can be tech, culture, whatever it might be. The point is the world changes and we can't always change with it. We can't always keep up. And we're talking about that exact feeling and asking you whether you've ever felt left behind um, or are you someone who generally tries to keep up as much as possible. You can call with your thoughts, double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note to 18 Double eight double nine. You can send us a WhatsApp there also, and tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, okay, Berlinda is sixty eight this year and says, "I do not think I've been left behind. Whether it's tech or trends from most sectors, I'm always learning. Whether it's ordering McD from a digital screen, booking online movie tickets using an e wallet, using Waze. The moral of the story is never stop learning. Not necessarily at the foremost of everything, but what's ex- what's essential and necessary for you to get by in this digital age. Of course, I'm constantly." Constantly trying new cake recipes. 
Yeah, Belinda, I feel for you. Uh, like you, I have no fear of technology, uh, thankfully. Uh, I do. I know people, I don't know if it's fear, it's more like annoyance, you know. The, it's a discomfort, I think, yeah. as much as anything, yeah. yeah. Because you have to do what your know, muscle memories taught you, or doing something that your muscle memory is not, hasn't learned yet, right? And so, um, and that is difficult for everybody. I, I hate new interfaces with, uh, with websites. And I was like, why did that change? It was it was working fine. It's been like that for 20 years. I loved it. You know, so I'm the kind of person that does have that reaction, but eventually I just step in line because I don't think this is, you know, the uh, the most important thing. It's not the it's not the hill I'm gonna die on. It's something that, can I just mention something that SR puts it? I keep I think keeping up is tiring. Ha ha. Best to know how to prioritize and choose which of it really matters. I think, SR, you have it, you've got it spot on. It's about that. For the older person, the person out of step, it's choosing your battles. I agree with that. Um, I do think, though, that sometimes, uh, and I'm not talking about the older person, I mean in general, um, you can't always tell what really matters until it's over. (laughs) Until actually the trend is almost done, right? Um, Because... Okay, when I first swapped from a, I don't know what we call them, dumb phones? Well, whatever, you know, when I first swapped from a regular mobile phone (laughs) um, into a smartphone. And and, um, I did this in, I want to, yeah, I was in my 20s. Um, When I first made that swap, I was so frustrated by a touchscreen that I threw the phone. And I was in my 20s. (laughs) So I I think that, um, but if I had known then, as is, um, it was more that, I knew that it was changing. Actually, it was a it was a hand me down. So I thought, okay, fine, I'll just use it. Um, I didn't know then what I know now, which is that my smartphone um, is integral to my life. It's integral to my work. It's how I pay for things. It's how I make choices. You know, it's a lot of things. But if you told me in my twenties, as I was hurling this delicate phone <laughs> across the room um, in frustration, that it would matter, I, I don't know if I would have. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, I think uh, what's happened is the options have shrunk. There was a time, a transition period where you could still use cash and you could, you know, and you could also use a QR code. And now increasingly you'll find you go to places where they say, I'm sorry, we don't accept cash or we don't accept credit cards. And the only thing they will accept is an e-wallet and then you're stuck. And, And so it's this thing. It's like the shrink in some sense. Options have gotten uh, broader, but they also start to shrink when businesses decide that this is the most efficient way they were going to conduct mm, uh, things, yes. right? And and then then you just have to change. And I think that's the point where you decide either to drop out, uh, retreat, I guess, into some online platform at home, or you 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 just deal with the fact that you're going to have to learn a new trick. We've got a caller with us. Um, good evening, Lee. What are your thoughts? Yeah, following your uh, well, the talk regarding in tap speed technology, being a retiree and of course a non-IT way back in the young days. Uh, some or other, I think we still don't run away from the fact we need to keep up, whether you call it a trend. And of course on social media, uh, TikTok, something that I did not understand. And of course you get glimpses of it when you're online. I still feel, uh, being a senior citizen, what's he got to keep tabs? Uh? There are pros and cons, but uh, there's a wealth of information. And we got to see what new technology that's coming in together with AI and whatsoever. 
All right. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lee. Um, I, I love the keep tabs um, because keep tabs, I think, doesn't indicate a pressure to keep up. The, the word is a little bit different because it just means that you you know, <laughs> you're, you're aware that it's happening, um, but you don't necessarily feel the need to do choreography, tape it, uh, tape it, who tapes anything anymore, <laughs> um, you know, shoot it and then put it up on TikTok. It's true. And I think for most of us, I mean, unless you're like us, you know, we're in the media, we're journalists, we, we're people who need to have a finger on the pulse of society. It becomes incumbent upon us to know all the new platforms and what's influencing behavior, thinking and such, right? So... Yeah, we need to keep up all the time. At least we have to understand the logic of the way things work. And often also the content, because the conversations that we're having often are what uh, or reflect conversations that are happening in larger society. But for the general public, why would you need to? I mean, you you don't have to follow TikTok. There's nothing happening on TikTok that is so consequential for our lives. I don't think so. I don't know. See, this is the thing. I I, I feel um, like someone who is, again, participatory, but also a little bit scared of tech. Um, I, I see myself edging in the future into just being a very slow adopter. Um, I, I find it hard to anticipate exactly how useful something will be. And by that, I mean, I was not somebody who at the start of um, the advent of Twitter, for example, thought that someday it would be an important component of the Arab Spring story. So I, I don't know when you say something like, I don't see any anything consequential, uh, you know, in such a huge societal way on TikTok. Who are we? I don't know. We're not even on it. This is true. I mean, it might be, you know, you know, we've had the Iranian revolution was driven by cassettes, you know, that old TDK yes. cassettes, right? So, and then you have color-coded revolutions and you have other technology-driven uh, revolutions. And WhatsApp, because it's very important for our our elections, we all know this. But the, and so you can read about it when it happens. Maybe there'll be a TikTok revolution sometime and then you say, oh, that's interesting. But you don't have to get onto it, I don't think. Can I, can I buy the way, just interject here with a personal story and a challenge to everybody. Um, because I was hanging out over um, over the holidays with young children and they asked me what I did, like adults. It was wonderful, like at a dinner party. And what do you do? And, you know, and I was trying to explain to them what I did. And I realised in the course of conversation that these uh, one is nine, one is five, um, they had no idea what radio was and I had no context to provide to them. Can anybody tell me how to explain in a way that a nine-year-old would understand what radio is? Because um, I, I was, you know, trying to tell them, oh, you know, I... It's like a YouTube video without yeah, the image. That's the thing. So you have to kind of go in that direction. It was really interesting because I realized that they would not have seen a radio with a dial. Um, you know, the, the car they're sitting in, they might not listen to radio. And, and so there's all these things. But they asked me the simple question, what is radio? And it's been echoing in my mind ever since as I pass into obsolescence <laughs> because I, I just didn't know how to explain it. Yeah, that is frightening, right? Because we believe that this medium is so important and has been, uh, at least for the the kind of public life of Malaysia, I think, for, for many years. The question is what happens when, yeah, newspapers... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What is mm. the newspaper, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, exactly. Yeah. There will be a generation that will not have ever bought a newspaper. No, and then what are you doing explaining a large paper? They print it on it. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it gets into very strange territory. You can wrap fish with it at the end of the day. <laughs> Later on. Um, so yeah, if anyone can tell me how to explain radio to... Um, 
a nine-year-old child. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Very helpful during Chinese New Year. Um, we've also got a voice note that came in. This is from Zuriman. I felt left on several occasions. Uh, for example, number one, at the time when all the old uh, Malaysia were a fever of uh, academy fantasia at that time, I'm not uh, participate or take note of it. Even, you know, among my uh, relatives or even sibling, when they talk about it, I, I just don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. And secondly, is during, I would say, Pokemon Go. Everybody is playing, uh, everybody is playing about it, talking about it, uh, but I did not, uh, you know, I did not participate. And I also feel left on that wave. And to be honest, even the word LOL, I think after a few years, I only look up what is LOL. <laughs> Zuriman, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that's a trip down memory lane, Academy Fantasia, Pokemon Go. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like the hula hoop of the 70s, Alin. You know? <laughs> no, really. So there were the, I cannot believe you're bringing up the hula hoop. You know, I mean, roller skates. Remember roller skates? Yes, yes. Yeah, and that was a trend. I mean, everybody was like in roller skates. I, I, I feel for you, Zuriman, because I think there are things that everybody wants to feel that they are uh, part of and so these global trends a game like Pokemon I did the Pokemon thing for a couple of weeks you know and then I got tired of it but you know I, I maybe you know because we're in the media we have to at least taste it a little mm-hmm. bit just yes. get a sense of it before we opt out also I know so many people who still think LOL is lots of love oh, as opposed to laughing out loud I mean, it, theoretically it could be, but, but that's not how it's commonly used. All right. Uh, keep those thoughts coming. We're asking you, have you ever felt left behind by this rapidly, rapidly changing world? Or do you always try to keep up to date? You can call us, send us a voice note or tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM and you're listening to Inside Story 9. with Lynn and Sherrod. So today's story is not a news story. I'm just going to say that up front. We are instead exploring a feeling, um, just a, a sense that I've been curious about, which is being left behind by things. Just acknowledging that the world with the internet, with our exposure to everybody all the time, changes so quickly. And that can mean that some of us do end up feeling like we're left behind. Um, and we're trying to talk about that feeling asking you whether you've ever felt it or do you always try to keep up to date you can call double seven double three two nine hundred send us a voice note or whatsapp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine tweet us at bfm radio we have a caller with us we have got kelvin kelvin good evening what are your thoughts hello good evening uh, I, I believe that the changes somehow today's time uh, make people like me feeling uh the needs to be different uh, like I experienced, if I following the trend today, it somehow made me lose my identity to be different and unique. This is what I've been experiencing. Kelvin, do you feel the pressure to conform, uh, to kind of like either mimic or truly adopt the new language or new styles that you see around you? Uh, yes. Uh, as as uh, I grew up and now aging to you know as i age 
fashion, from fashion to entertainment to technology, somehow gave me the feeling that I had to conform to a, a, a society, a, a one way. And but that somehow allows me to think, trying to be different. And being different means being, meaning that like uh, trying to adopt something that is totally not what to be like. Uh, going forward. Kelvin, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. Um, I, I'm just going to say, because you brought up fashion, I, I think about this from time to time because I, I make my own clothes. Um, so I, I haven't bought new clothes for a very long time. And I've realised that I... Um, it, it's a little bit weird. I wouldn't call it unique necessarily. I, I'm not making that argument. I'm simply saying that um, I don't look like I got my clothes in this era. Because it, it's it's because I didn't buy them, and, and therefore they're slightly out of step with everything, and and I so I understand that feeling, Kelvin, that you're talking about of looking around, and I think this happens actually in every generation. Definitely not unique to this one, bell bottoms and and such. You know, <laughs> you look around and and there's a there's a trend that is surging. Everybody kind of is looking that way, and it's it's interesting to pick out the people who look different. Yeah, you know, Kelvin, I think the idea of conformity is really central to some of the problems that we see arise with this dynamic. Uh, but I want to say before that, uh, that I actually like Lynn's uh, fashion sense. I think that's really quite, Thank a, you. quite good. Um, and so this, it's not, I think in some ways it's not always about uniqueness, uh, but I think when we buck the trend and when we try to argue against the the force of this new conformity, right? You're conforming to a new set of rules. If you're going to fight it, then maybe the strategy isn't to be sullen and grumpy and, and, and talk about how in the past it was also wonderful or do the, what uh, you know some men will do and say, oh, don't you have a sense of humor, which is kind of a passive-aggressive kind of thing. Um, it is to talk very slowly about what are the consequences of adopting this new uh, set of rules, right? What are, we, what are we losing from the past? And acknowledging that some of the things that we lose maybe are really were worth losing. <laughs> they just mm. weren't great. But at the same time, making sure that there are things that are good from the past that we need to remember. So um, we have, I mean, I think it's similar to what Kelvin's talking about, Aslan saying, is it strange for someone like me, a Gen Y, who likes to discover things for myself rather than referring to or asking the young ones? I like to decide what I like. Um, I just love options. I tend to try new things. I am never beholden to the young people or younger generation. I think keeping up is weak. I don't want to lose my classic self. I see myself as neoclassic. <laughs> Maybe I'm a romantic, but there's such a term, you know. Left behind, no. Slow, maybe. I'm like Sherrod, I think. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Slow, slow is good sometimes, you know. And um, keeping your sense of self, um, definitely keeping your sense of humor. I think as things change is very important. But yeah, I mean, I, I love that strategy. I think that is. I well, have you no, would. Aslan sees himself <laughs> as you. <laughs> but I also, I mean, see, Aslan. To be honest, I love uh, talking to younger people. Um, not so much to learn from them. Or Actually, whatever. you have. Uh, you always have. I've known you for. 
quite a long time now. And in, in that time, you've always been very consistent on this. Yeah, I mean, it's because, you know, I believe I can learn from everybody, older, younger, whatever it is, right? And so, yeah, we live and learn. Um, but yeah, keep your neoclassical style uh, <laughs> and hold on to it tenaciously. Um, okay, we've got a lot of very kind of light and lovely messages, but we also have people who are bringing up serious issues and I thought we should give them time as well. So Peter says, e-payments should take into consideration those who are visually impaired or blind. Rajni has a larger point saying to me, tech is marginalising the poor, uneducated and the elderly. I had an incident recently where the the landline was faulty at an elderly aunt's house and Telecom refused to rectify, asked us to change over to Unify, um, which is something that an 80-year-old person would not necessarily be using. I wrote to the ministry, but it was redirected to Telecom who again recommended Unify. This I consider the nation's marginalisation of the elderly and the poor um, and therefore now you can't call in case of emergency, you can't get a taxi it's all on grab buying anything in shops there's an e-pay um, uses e-pay which are things that the elderly do not understand to use yeah so the digital divide is something that we've spoken about mm. quite consistently even in uh you know even talking about what padu aims to do right and it, if it aims to uh target a particular group of the the poor and the marginalized at least in this in particular instance or iteration that ironically or rather paradoxically they're the people perhaps least likely to be able to access it precisely because the digital divide does seem to map onto class and uh, and, and status uh, divides yeah, as well in this country. But, but part of the digital divide issue is also that we are simply... It's what you said earlier, Sherrod, it's force. In some cases, um, the system is just going to go towards what makes the most sense for the widest amount of people. And I know it's not okay that people fall between the cracks. Um, and actually, Rajani, you know, kind of reading your your example is very telling because it's a... Uh, it's both a tech problem, it's a bureaucracy problem, it's, you know, getting caught in this loop. And and, and I feel for you, I, I don't know if there is a solution because I don't know if there is a way to have a system in which all things are accounted for. I, I don't think... I don't think we've seen something like that. In, instead, we see moving on and attempts to get people to to get up to date, but not always successful. Yeah, so there's always a, I think, a transition period where yeah. there is a concession to the older way of doing things, and then increasingly those options disappear, like like phone booths, yes. you know, like pay phones. <laughs> it just so if you don't have a smartphone or a phone or anything like that. Uh, in the city, what do you do? I mean, you have to walk into a restaurant and ask somebody to, you know, if they can borrow their phone. Uh, we have, let's see, um, also a couple of messages uh, that were related to that were related to industry. So retired manager says, I'm frustrated. Why are the lawyers so behind? Uh, Malaysia had an e-signature law for such a long time. And yet when Malaysian lawyers asked me to sign an agreement, I still have to physically sign every page. Why can't I just e-sign a PDF copy and be done with it? It's secure, fast, perfectly legal. Yeah, I didn't know that was an issue. And so this is a country being left behind, right? This isn't even a person. This is just, you know, the argument that maybe 
the country in some ways is yeah, and it's yeah. also maybe some legal frameworks about what is considered sure. legitimate a legitimate signature, right? So unless the law recognizes the e-signature as a valid signature, I can't see the lawyers wanting to to do this, right? So Anon um, <coughs> is talking about a different industry, saying I absolutely identify with the feeling. Huge gaps in tech use in public healthcare. Private sector is far advanced in terms of resources, equipment, and comfort. Keeping up to date, but hardly any support or uh, appreciation. No chance to apply best practices either due to severe resource constri- constraints. The digital mindset states that you don't necessarily... I think there's a separate point. The digital mindset states that you don't necessarily need to learn everything about a new tech or trend. The 30% rule is key. You only need 30% comprehension of any given thing to be able to meaningfully participate. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know there was... Th- that's true. And that that I, is actually true. 30% is, is about right. Yeah, that's about how much I know about many of the apps <laughs> I have on my phone. I just like, you know, if I... And using them to the to fullest advantage is something that I think a lot of us on this side of the digital, digital divide uh, um, don't benefit from because we don't know how to. But I think, again, you know, as long as you're you know, you have your co- basic competence, uh, mental health and whatever going that you can, you know, um, you can uh, adapt to these new technologies. Keep those thoughts coming. We're talking about keeping up in a rapidly changing world. Um, have you ever felt left behind or do you always try to keep up to date? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Behold Freedom, Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.19 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod. We're talking about keeping up with the times, especially because these times are changing fast. Um, So let us know, have you ever felt left behind by frankly, the world? Uh, or do you always try to keep up to date? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We have a couple of voice notes. Uh, let's start with this from Johnny. Hello, BFM. I'm a baby boomer. So in order to interact with the younger generation, we have to go on social media. Otherwise, we will feel very lonely. So I would um, suggest the baby boomers not to shy away from social media and to move on with life. And uh, that's how we can interact with the younger generation. Thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Um, I, I think actually this is a, this, this is a good point um, in that in that Older age loneliness is a serious problem. Isolation, a problem. I don't think social media solves everything, certainly, but but a certain amount of connection is a good thing. Yeah, but, I, you know, I, Johnny, I think I have the other problem. Sometimes I try, and this is very stressful, trying to make myself cool and relevant to, say, my <laughs> nephews in their 20s, and finding that me saying that I'm on radio just does not, Push, pull to the I needle. told you, Sharad, they don't know what, <laughs> what the radio, radio is. is. It doesn't What's mean it? anything. Yeah, so it's like, oh, you're in radio, okay. And then, you know, it's like, turn away and let's, let's talk about something else. And so, I mean, I, I think the, for me, the, I try not to stress myself out by, you know, trying to engage with young people. Uh, 
if they don't want to. But I do find that there are young people all interested in older people precisely for all the things that we have stopped acknowledging ourselves for. We do come with a different perspective. If you lived before the digital age, you'd have a different sense of the world. And that's something that's actually quite interesting. And young people who are curious, intellectually curious, will seek out older people precisely to access a different way of living. We've also got this voice note from Sharon. The point that I felt that the world was moving on without me, actually, um, it came slowly. But the, that moment when I actually felt like, okay, that's it. This is no longer your world, your style. You've got to learn. You've got to keep up. That moment was when I entered a restaurant and had to scan for the menu. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's still something that is still something that irritates me to this day. I hate it because as soon as you do a QR code, every restaurant has a its own way of laying out the menu and for you to run through and search through and uh, especially if you can't see uh, you can't read very well anymore with and you and you forgot your reading glasses at home oh it's such a chore so that and also i really really miss ordering pizza via phone um, oh god trying to navigate the menu online it took me two three times before i could actually get my order down pat like exactly what i want so yeah that those were the turning moments <laughs> I, sharon thank you for that i don't think you're alone you know with the with the qr ordering or with online menus i don't mind them i have to say i prefer when they have photos and descriptions and things um but i sometimes dare I say, prefer them over being handed a long-ago laminated thing that looks like it's seen better days? And, you know, I, I don't know. Sharon, you know, it's laudable. You say it took two or three times to get your order right. I mean, I mean, two or three times is nothing. It's not bad, yeah. For learning something mm. new. I mean, because you do, and some sometimes it's not even your fault. It's just uh, the str- design of that, uh, you know, interface uh, for navigation wasn't particularly good. And so you can't blame yourself all, all the time for not catching up. But two or three times, that's pretty good, I think. In my, in my world, uh, that's speed learning. Well, um, Anon says, I just want to say, when you feel discomfort about something, it means you're learning. That's growth. Once you get over that phase of discomfort, you feel good about it. So th- maybe that's the two to three times menu ordering, you know, it's just it's just growth. Fuzzly says, I can deal with it, but I loathe QR menus. Bring me physical menus and take my orders with the notepad. On a more serious note, I've always been sort of aware of technological trends and changes in society, but I have little inclination to go along with it if it makes no sense to me. For example, banking apps, e-wallet, yes, makes sense for me to adopt it. But why would I listen to DJ Khaled howling when the temptation still sings such beautiful tunes. And this isn't a left-behind moment, more a how-much-things-have-changed moment. My 19-year-old cousin once asked me, why does the save icon on computers look like a card? I had to sit her down and tell her the tale of the ancient floppy disk. Oh, that's that's wonderful. It's true. Some some things that are kind of um, still here, but harken back to a technology that's disappeared, do appear in our icons, right? It's it's it's, it's a curious fact. But firstly, I think you're absolutely right about um, the QR code menus. I think it's partly because. 
along with the previous um, iteration of, you know, restaurant uh, work processes, was a very human touch. I mean, what we lose out on yes, is that. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And it, because there was an intermediate period when the waiter knew nothing either, and they just <laughs> asked you to, you know, point to the number, and they didn't know what the food was. So the days of waiters or waiting staff actually having a knowledge of the food they were serving that I think unfortunately passed several generations ago. I love this one from Aizuddin who says, a very good friend of mine has just started dating after almost 15 years. He asked me for tips. I was shocked. I had to leave it to the younger guys because the age difference might result in a different atmosphere. Yeah, different atmosphere is one way of putting it. <laughs> you might just like, do something cr- transgressive. Uh, uh, well, you fall flat on your face. That's no, one thing. But, but, but you know, I think online dating is such a, um, it is one of those real cultural divide moments because I think there are certain people who are familiar with it but still regard it as somewhat gauche or, you know, just, just not the way to meet people. Um, and then you have other people for whom their entire dating lives have happened with the advent of online dating. And so there is no real um, expectation of doing it any different way. Actually, dating is, is a real, yeah, it's a real Rubicon. Yeah, it does test your... So one possibility is you bring the older etiquette and older language into these new technologies and then you yes. find that you're up against uh, and you're accused often of being, uh, you know, lechy, um, <laughs> uh, overly forward, bold. I don't know. All those words that suggest you didn't know how to play the game. Yes, um, but on but on the flip side, it could also benefit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying that dating is its own thing. Um, we've also got a voice note that came in. This is from Gwen. I think the overall idea of keeping up with technology, right, is very pertinent because imagine that when you go into say this happens a lot, by the way. A lot of my bosses don't know how to convert their word files to PDF, so. Essentially, the younger generations would just look down on you, and I really fear that. So I think it's really personal for us to keep like, in touch with times and technology. Gwen, I, I I think maybe we're around the same generation because I, yeah, I hear you. I, I know people who don't know how to convert any file into anything, never, never mind a word found to PDF. Um, but I also often think about the time sometime in the future where I ask, how was that image made? And you know, they'll just tell me that <laughs> in that voice, was, in that voice, voice, that exact voice. That's yeah. how I'll age. I don't fear being looked down upon. The, I mean, I do know sometimes when I kind of don't know the technology and I have to ask for help that uh, there is a quizzical look that comes across the face of the person helping me. But I, I, I. I I think I summon my inner hoity-toityness and say, well, actually, I have so much more to contribute to the conversation. This is not so important. I'll learn it after, you know, after two or three t- oh, tries. You you apply the I've eaten more salt than you've eaten rice yeah, principle. Yeah, but I don't say it out loud. I just think it. I think <laughs> and then you summon it. <laughs> I summon it. And, and therefore, I don't dissolve into a puddle of embarrassment when I, you know, when I don't know how to use uh, modern technology. I wanted to close off with this from Hafiz, who says, Talking about smartphones, I only started using one in 2016. Up till then, I still used a keypad Nokia. Why? Because of arrogance. In my head, I was much cooler because I stuck to the old ways. Until I started using one and I realised how much I missed out on. So sometimes it's not just about not being able to keep up, but also being plain stubborn. Yeah, the stubborn thing uh, I get. 
I because I know um, you know friends who I love dearly, but who are stubborn when it comes to these kinds of things. Um, and I actually find it quite quaint. And I like the fact that the world is populated by people who conform, uh, people who try to keep up, and then people who just doggedly won't. Yes, I agree. Um, but I also like this message of somebody who was stubborn. But now sees the benefit, right? It's good to hear from all sides. Okay, Um, we may revisit this or something like it in the future. This was a very fun conversation. Thank you, everybody, for getting in touch. You've been listening to Inside Story, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.